We're holding in Shaitim Peretvav. We were speaking about Gidon's response to the instruction that he had been given to save Ka Yisrael and how he asked for a sign and how he had brought an offering to the, the Malach. The Malach had told him to put it on a rock and it had gone up in fire and then he realized it was a Malach. We gave two explanations for the pasuk of what who, what Gideon was asking for, he asked, what Gideon was asking for, he asked for a sign who he was addressing. The Masjid is the third Mahalach also, the Mahalach of the Malbim. And the Malbim looks at the parak, and we're holding well between, I should say, pasuk Tesvav and we are up to, which is pasuk Yates. But uh, there was a second, another approach of the Malbim over here, based on what we've already seen. And that is that there was a confusion that Gideon had who was speaking to him. Originally, the Malach spoke to him, or he wasn't sure it was a Malach yet, but originally, let's say, the, the Malach which had appeared to him spoke to him, and then afterwards he got Nevo. So, Gideon was unsure who was instructing him in the mission. And why did it make a difference to him? Because Gideon understood the following. The Malachim explains that Gideon understood that if Hashem is sending a Malach as an agent to give him, or a person, and he's always a Navi maybe, as an agent to give him a message, then it's understood that, it's work, that the way Hashem is working with him is in a way which is going to be more based on Derech In other words, it's going to come through the, the words of a Navi, he'll instruct him what to do, and based on that was how he's going to bring about to Yeshua. Whereas if Hashem himself is speaking to him, which is something more miraculous that a person can be zeichet to a high level of nevo to hear from Hashem directly. So then the nevo, the nays would also come away in a much more miraculous fashion, and that's what Gideon wasn't sure about. And therefore, when he he asks the question, he says ve'emelav in pasuk Yitzayin im no matzasi chayin ve'necha vasinsu le'ers shatam edabrimi. He was talking to Hashem and he said, "Kadosh Baruch if you're the one speaking to me, which means you, I'm getting the word directly from you." And that's why I'm, I'll be zeicher to a more miraculous uh, form of anhaga. The 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 nice, the miracle will come about in a more miraculous fashion. So make me an ice, make me a sign that that's the case. And the album contrasts to the, the pasuk when Moshe Rabbeinu also asks Hashem to be the one to lead us, as opposed to leading us through the agency of a malach. And it's exactly the same words. Okay, right, the Hashem should go in front of us, and that's also the bimotzachin. And the person finds favor by Hashem, that Hashem should lead us directly. So Gideon was asking for a similar thing. He was asking that uh, a sign that the the Hanhoga that he would be given would be one directly from Hashem, something more miraculous. And the reason he was misopic about this, he was in doubt about it, is because why did the, if Hashem was going to speak to him, why did the Malach come? And if the Malach came with the message, then why did Hashem speak to him? We already answered that question, and that is, it was the schus that Gideon had received as a result of his mysterious nefesh al-kivodav, according to the Midrash like we saw, or as a result of standing up to defend Klai Yisrael, uh, like we saw the two options, but obviously Gideon might not have been aware of that. And therefore he wasn't sure why he needed the instruction both from the Malach and from Hashem. That's what he asked to be clarified to him, where is the Sanhaga coming from? Is it coming from Hashem or is it coming from a Malach? And if that's the case then the fact that the Malach didn't eat the food, he burnt it, was his semen. Why? So the Malbim says a fascinating thing. The Malbim says 
that we have times when, like we know about Avraham Avinu, that Malachim came down in the guise of people and they acted like people. They acted like people, which means if Avram gave them food, that looked like they were eating that food. Even though Malachim don't really eat, but uh, being as they had to play the part, so to speak, of acting like a person, they'd come down looking like people, and they were acting the part of looking like a person. So because of that, they had to, it looked like they were eating the food as well. And this was going to be the right. Because if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is working through the veiled means of looking, making things look like it's happening with Derech HaTeva, and therefore he's sending a Malach looking like a person, then the Malach has to act like a person. And if that's the case, if Gideon's giving the Malach food, then the Malach will have to play the part and eat the food, because he's trying to disguise the fact that he's a Malach. However, if the Hanhoge is going to be Hanhoge of Nes, and if that's the case, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not trying to make the Malach do things which make it look like a person, well then a Malach can't eat. And if that's the case, then the Malach is not going to be able to eat the food, because uh, when a Malach comes to the Malach, he doesn't eat, like we find Mamanach. The same thing, that uh, when he wanted to, now he said, uh, Manach said to the Malach that came to him, that let me make you a, a sacrifice, uh, something, uh, like, let me prevent, give you food to eat. I'll shut the Gdi for you also there. And the Malach said, no, if you want to bring it, bring us a carbon because Malach is not eat. So that was going to be his sign, was this going to be with Derech Nes, or then therefore the Malach would reveal himself to be a Malach, or was it going to be with Derech Ateva, in which case the Malach would play the role of uh, being disguised as a person, and he would eat, because he's trying to act like he's a person. And then that's the case. The fact that the Malach didn't eat, and only that he disappeared in a miraculous fashion, was a riot to Gidon that HaKadosh Baruch was doing this in a miraculous way. That's, that's until, we were, until now. And we said just one more Mahalach to explain the discussion or the, the request Gideon made and how it works into what happened next in the Pesukim. Now, the next part of the parak is fascinating. Because it's fascinating because it seems to be something which goes directly against the Torah on many levels, which we have to explain. So we're holding by Perek Vav Pasuk Chafhei. This already happened after the, the vision that he had of the Malach and that he built him his back, which he called Hashem Shalom. And now that night, that night he gets his second Nevoah. That night, and what happened that night? Because like we said before, normally Nevoah came in a person who is asleep or is in a dream. And therefore that night when he was sleeping, Akadosh Baruch appears to him. Hashem. Hashem says to him, Take the power which is the shor. We're going to explain what's the stable language, par shor, the shor is synonymous. The par and the shor both mean a bull or an ox, whatever it is. So take the power of the shor, which is, belongs to your father, and the second shor, the second one, which has been sort of fattened and has been uh, basically looked after for the last seven years, and this, this, this is being prepared to be a carbon for the ba, for the Vedasar. So for seven years they were fattening this cow and getting it ready, so to speak, to sacrifice the Vedasar. And so Hashem was going to take both of these these parim. The first one, she has explained what it is. The second one, which is the one which has been being prepared for seven years. You'll destroy the Mizbech of the Baal, which your father had. So you see, we saw previously, Gideon's father, Yash, was a, a priest, or a chieftain of the Savayi He had the, his, in his house was the Mizbech of the Savayi 
and destroy the tree which is the Asherah which is on top of it and in place of that you will build Mizbech to Hashem from the, the stones of the Mizbech which are the palm which you destroyed you will use those stones to build Mizbech to Hashem Al Roy Shemoyes Hazeh B'Ma'arachah Why does it say to use those stones? And from the same stones that you're going to destroy from the Mizbech of the Baal you will build Mizbech to Hashem on top of this Amoyes Hazeh B'Ma'arachah on top of this uh, basically this area in, in Gideon's father's property where he, was, where he had built his Mizbech so that's where he he wants him to to build the Mizbech Hashem Would the Mizbech Hashem look any different? Uh, it would look different. We'll explain the differences between how these Mizbech looked. And uh, that was the place where he had originally made the rock to be the Mizbech, where he brought the carbon to the, to the which he had which originally intended to give to the Malach. So when he said that, <coughs> in that place, the Mizbech, on that cell, on that rock, he was born Mizbech to Hashem. And the Lakach is a far Hashani, Valisa Oila, Ba'atse Hashem, 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 And then you're going to take this, the, the wood of the Asherah, which was the tree. To serve as a desire, you're going to cut that down as well. You're going to use it as firewood to burn on the Mizbech. And then the par hashani, which we said is the par which had been uh, fattened for a for the last seven years, so you're going to use that as a carbon. You're going to bring it to the oila on this Mizbech and with this wood. What happened to the first par? He doesn't talk about that one. He says, Take both of them. And now just as the parashani, which was the power which had been fattened for desire, that's the one you're going to bring as a car, which is something we'll have to explain. What, what's a, what are we referring to when we talk about the parashar at the beginning? Now, there's another interesting observation that the Mephoshim make of you here, and that is, how long had Klai been oppressed by Median for? Seven years. Which means, and how long had they been fattening the shar for the seven years? Which means, right from the very beginning, of uh, the time when they started working on, so to speak, bringing, preparing this carbon for the Vedasara, already then they started suffering from India. So, what was the idea of fattening a, a power for seven years? We don't find anywhere that there's such an idea of a seven year old power. And uh, definitely not in Hashem. What was the idea of Kinira? This was something which was unique even in Avedasaba. Even in Avedasara, which they, which they wanted to use it for, we don't find other places that they used to. Prime animals for so long until right until they pass their prime until they use for a carbon. Now, so we're going to see that this that was something unique about this carbon which had been prepared for so many years to be used for the Vaidazar. So Hashem's instruction is destroy the Amizbech Lavaidazar, destroy the Asherah, and use them instead to build the Mizbech, use the Asherah to be used for the firewood, and use this animal which had been kept as the prize the prize bull, so to speak, to be used for the Vaidazar bring up as a carbon to Hashem instead. Now, such an instruction which was in the Vur, and therefore in, having heard the Vur, Gideon was mechuyev to listen to it. But if you look in the if you look in the dinim of the Torah, so the Midrash already points out seven different Averas which are involved in such an activity. Number one, there's the Avera of bringing Karbonus outside the Mishkan where the Mishkan was standing. The Mishkan Shiro was standing at this stage, and if that's the case, the Midrash Chotechot. To bring a carbon, even the carbon to Hashem, outside the outside the Mishkan or later outside the Beis Mikdash, is now very punishable by Kores. So the first thing is to bring a carbon, uh, even to Hashem, uh, outside, like I said, the confines of where it's meant to be brought is Osir. But that was the first instruction Gideon was given. The second one is Gideon wasn't a coin. 
Because he wants to be shaved with So he wasn't right to bring a carbon anyway. That would be another problem. No, that's a shadow. If, what, 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 with what? It doesn't have to be a carbon. If it's a bomb, 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 it's whether it's a shamur or a nevod or anything which is in some way connected with a zara becomes most used for Hashem. And therefore, the fact that you're using the stones and the of the of the bomb and using the asher as a firewood and using the carbon which was meant, which was the, like was, uh, was used for a zara, the of a all these things would be awesome. Number four, the shah is way too old. The maximum we find in the best is one year, two years, or three years. But seven years is is the chayra much more than it's a much more much more than it's a, allowed to be used for uh, for the for for Hashem. And number five, that halacha is you can't do carbonus a carbon at night. Carbonus only by day. They used to lock the basement by night. Maybe used to burn the fats. But the man said there was no dinner of a carbon by night. And over here, Gideon's going to bring this carbon at night when Hashem instructed him to do it. It was at night time. So. Like I said, for all the reasons in the world, this was against the, the terrorist din of Akrabas Akrabas. Now, we're not doubting what Gideon did. A Navi who gets an instruction directly from Hashem, and so he knows he's a Navi Emes, and therefore he's Mechayim to listen. So the fact that Gideon obviously had to listen to what Akash Baruch instructed him to do is straightforward, is understood. Mm-hmm. But the Chiddusha is that why would Hashem told him to do this? Why would Hashem told him to do this? So what we're going to see in the upcoming Psukim is that Batsim Akadish Baruch sent this Nevot, uh, was sent first, he sent the Malach to Bilam, to Gidon, I'm sorry, and then afterwards sent the Nevot to Gidon at the last possible second. Because really the plan of the people of Oedav Arizar in the town was to macro the scarment of Arizar the next day. It had reached its seventh birthday, and now, now they had, that's what they had been preparing it for. So they, had, they were intending the next day to bring it up eventually to the Vodazara. And therefore, Kodesh Baruch that the night before this was meant to happen, instructs Gidon to destroy everything. And if that's the case, the idea here wasn't so much Hakravas Hakarbon as being meant to be a carbon to Hashem, as more like destruction of Vodazara. You can destroy it without... And if that's the case, right, we could just smash everything. But the idea of, and this would be like the, maybe the biggest insult to the Vodazara, was not only was the thing destroyed, but it was used exactly the opposite. It was used as a carbon for Hashem. But the idea of the carbon, like I said, wasn't specifically a carbon which was either the kind of carbon which is pleasing to Hashem. And it was a carbon which came to destroy the Avedizar Shabbat, redirected to Hashem. And this is another snack that something we spoke about previously in the snack share, the Shita Sarambam in Karbanis. spoke about it once before, and that's a, it's a big Chiddush. The Rambam says that the Yisrael of Karbanus was the focus from Avedizar. The Ramban al brings this Ramban, Rambam, and he argues with him furiously. He says it can't be. You see Adam Rishon brought a carbon. You see Lech brought a carbon. At that stage, there wasn't Avedizar in the world. We see the Asidah is going to be Karbanus. It'll be after Avedizar has already been destroyed. So you can't say the whole point of a carbon is just uh, to come destroy Avedizar. There were carbonists from the Maitre Bereshis before the Zavayi Zara. There will be carbonists to Asid Lavi after the Zavayi Zara. Okay, which are all good questions. What I heard from Mary Rabbi and Mary Spears from the Bracha to answer is that they're not arguing with each other. I mean, the Rabbi definitely presents it like an argument, but in concept they're not arguing. 
Because the Rambam wasn't saying it's the only point of Korban. The Rambam was saying it's one of the points of Korban. There are Korbanas which are brought and the Rambam's example is the Korban Pesach. The whole idea of the Korban Pesach was to take the God of the Egyptians and shecht it. And splash the blood on the doorposts and roast it in fire and eat in front of the Egyptians. And the idea of the whole process of the Korban Pesach was to, so to speak, so to speak detach from Israel to detach themselves from the connection to the Avodah And like we said, the Gemaris in Sachim, that when it came to the Dam of the Korban Pesach, that when, even later on in the Basel Mikdash, it says, They used to block the normal drainage channels in the Azara on Erev Pesach. And as a result of that, because of the enormous amount of the Korbanas, the thousands and thousands of Pesachim that they shechted, the floor of the Azara was ankle deep in blood. And it wasn't by chance, they could have got the blood to drain. They specifically blocked the drainage of the Basel Mikdash, poking with Azara, so that the blood would pull, would collect, and therefore the Gemara's Pesachim says, so that we understand from here that there was a, obviously a reason or an advantage to the fact that the Kodim were walking in dam, were walking the blood of the Pesachim. And the Gemara says, yes. It brings the Pasuk, for Om of Yerchatz Badama Rasha. He washes his heels in the dam of the Rasha. And the obvious question of the Gemara is, who's the Rasha? We're talking about the blood of a Korban. Who's the Rasha? And again, this is just part of the Ram's worldview, and that is there were Korbanus which came from from Verizar. So yes, there were a carbon with all the dream of Kedush of a carbon, but the understanding behind the carbon, the idea of the carbon, or the, the reason why the carbon was brought, was to as was as, as an answer, as a counter, as a way to destroy the source of a desire. Some which had been used for service or something else should now be redirected to be used as a carbon fascia. That was the idea of the original Pesach, and it seems that it remained the concept of carbon Pesach. And the same thing we find here by the carbon, the Gidden was told to bring. And that is, it wasn't a carbon which was coming for Ritsui or carbon for Kapara or anything else. It didn't fulfill any of the rules of Karbanis. Rather, it was a way of destroying of Avedazara. The Mizbeh, the, the which had been built to use, be used for Avedazara, this animal which had been primed for seven years to be sacrificed to Avedazara, that has to be destroyed. But not just destroyed as ruined or killed or maimed, whatever it would be, but it rather be used, at, like taken away from the Avedazara and be used for Hashem. And that's the case here also, we find that the idea behind the carbon was the way of detaching it from a desire and using it for a better purpose. So that was the instruction given to Gideon. Now, once again, the reason why Gideon had to have had the first Navu beforehand is because it's only when a Navi is already established as a Navi that he's, a, he's believed or he's allowed to go against the Torah. Normally the rule is a Navi is not allowed to change Shalach. And the Navi is not allowed to say something which is against the Torah. Ever. Ever. The exception sure. is, the, ex- right. the exception is, if a Navi is already established as a Navi Emes, and he says, that Hashem says on a once of basis to be over the Torah for, for whatever reason it might be, so then he's believed. And therefore, for, in order for Gideon to believe himself that he was a Navi, and that what he was being told was in the verse Emes, and therefore he's, he's being instructed to go against the Torah, to do what he has to do, so he had to have had a nouveau before that, that he knows that he's a Navi Amis, and therefore he can trust, so to speak, what he's been hearing or understanding from the nouveau that this is what he needs to do, even like we said. Normally something which is awesome that I that's against the Torah, that's even high of course. But Gideon had already experienced the verse, so therefore he was confident that's what I should want him to do. And we're going to see in the next Pasuk, he gets up to do it. The Pasuk says, Vayikach Gideon, Pasuk Hosein, Vayikach Gideon, Asara Anashim Avadov, 
Gideon takes ten men from his servants. Kanira Gideon has servants of his own. So he takes ten men. He did what Hashem told him to do. Because he's afraid of his family and the people in the town of doing this in the day. In other words, when they would be watching or be visible, is destroying the death of the of the Vedizara and killing this prized carbon that they had prepared, so he did it at night. Now the Shari is it's interesting because we're talking about the night as he got that night. But it was not he, he got the Nabu by night and the same night he did it. So it's not like he waited until the following night. Like he didn't want to do it in the day, so he waits until the next night. He does it the same night. And uh, the understanding of the Pasuk is that he, he, he had the option of waiting until the day. And doing it in the daytime, we would have been over for Hesse. They would be able to see what he was doing. Gideon was scared to do it that way. And therefore he decided he's rather going to do it right away while it's still nighttime, and no one knows about it. But the, the, the understanding Gideon had was this was meant to be something which was done by Rabbi. Something which is going to prove a point. It wasn't meant to be something which is done under cover of darkness, which nobody knows about. And therefore, it's complete secrecy. Right. That's something done in the daytime is something which everyone's aware of. Something done in the middle of the night is not what this is to. So Gideon also understood that. That the idea was wasn't just to do it and just to destroy the carbon. It was to, to show that, to make a point. To show that he's bringing it to Hashem. That he's defying the Vayrazara. But because he was too scared to do it in the daytime, so that's why he took 10 Avodim with him. We know that in, doing something in front of 10 people has a dinner for Hesia, has a dinner of Barabim, and therefore he brings a Rabbi with him so that they all see what he's doing, so that he has a dinner of what he's doing as Barabim. In other words, to do what he didn't need to do, we don't see that, that they needed to help him. It says, Vayas Kashidim Barabashem. Gideon was the one who did it. He was the one who smashed the Mizbech and, and, and cut down the Asherah and brought the carbon. The idea of his ten of the Avodim was just to be witnesses to it. That they should see what he's doing and therefore it would be a gather of Kiddushim Shemayim Either way, next morning the Anshir would see what he did. That was we were going to see the next Pasuk 100%. The Anshir would see what happened. Right. But they wouldn't see him do it. There's a big difference. The same idea of Parhasya, we're going to see by a number of halachas which regard the other carbon, which was in a similar sense, brought to Afoki from Avedazar. And that was a carbon Pesach. We find three dealing by the Korban Pesach, unique to the Korban Pesach, and in Mufarshim, I think it's the Malvin the Osa, explains all three on this, on this, for this reason. That the dinner of the Korban Pesach, number one, that you, you have to, they have to take it for four days beforehand, and check it for four days. On the 10th of the month, they brought the Korban Pesach, then you on the 14th. There was a dinner by the Korban Pesach. Isn't that five days, 10th, 12th, 14th? Yeah, it's... If you count in part days, it's five days, but oh. four full days. Uh, the din by the Korban Pesach, that you don't know how to break any bonds. A uh, din which doesn't apply to any other Korban. There's a din by the Korban Pesach, that the only way you're allowed to eat it is roasted over fire. Not cooked, not raw, no other option, just roasted over fire. Why do we find this din by the Korban Pesach? So the Malvin explains, in Chumash, he says all three dinim are coming for the same reason. And that is, if Israel had been told, that you go and take the what the Egyptians worship as something connected to their religion, and we wanted to shecht it, we wanted to bring it up and sacrifice it, whatever it's going to be. So even if Israel were willing to obey Hashem, the tendency is to do it in secrecy. Why should we antagonize them? Let's do it, nobody knows about it. So let's sneak away a carbon and then 
Sheikh as quickly as we can before we find what happened to it. And then disguise it uh, in any way we can and eat it as fast as possible. And we've done it without realizing too much attention to ourselves or making it too obvious what we're doing. But Hashem said, no. Number one, you're going to take this sheep and you're going to keep it for four days. So if the Egyptians had wondered where the sheep had gone, it wouldn't be hard for them to find it. Number two, when you're going to shelter Kovim Pesach, you can't break a bone. You can't mince the meat or change it in any form. It's going to be a whole sheep. You roast it as a sheep. You can't cut it into pieces. You can't separate it. The whole thing has to be roasted as one big unit. So anybody can see this is a sheep. There's no, there's no way you can disguise it. And number three, you know, normally if a person wants to cook something or eat it raw, you don't want what your neighbor's eating exactly. But if he's making a barbecue, the whole neighbor can smell it. If you're going to roast it over fire, everybody would know that. It wasn't the way you could disguise what you were doing. And to start it all, they had to put the blood on the doorstep. They had to paint the doors with the blood. So everybody could see. And the idea of all these mitzvahs, which were all the dinim which were unique to the Korban Pesach, was all the same thing. If you're going to do it, do it and everyone can know what you do. Be strong enough to stand up for it, even though everyone's going to see what you're doing. And behold this, I'm, going to, I'm, not, I'm not backing down. I'm going to do it for Rami, I'm going to do it for Hesia. I'm going to do it and Mitchum know exactly what I'm doing and I'm not scared of that. And that's exactly what Hashem wanted. It wasn't enough to like secretly, furtively try and uh, do what Hashem wanted and uh, destroy the Vayrazar. It had to be done in such a way that it would be public knowledge. And Kalashua would have to, have to have the courage to stand up and do it. Even though, like I said, there was no way they could do it without the Egyptians knowing all about it, without everyone knowing about it. That's what I wanted from them. But that's what I wanted from Giron too. He wants him to go and destroy the Mizbech, and everyone has to know about it. It wasn't something which would be hidden. Um, and therefore, even if there might have been a Mala to get him doing it by day, which he didn't do, but at least it has to be done before Hesia. That is something which everyone is going to be public knowledge. It's not going to be something which is possible to hide. As you can see in the next Pasuk, that when the people of the town get up the next day, and they ask, what happened? Where's the Asherah? What happened to the Korban? It's not going to be hard to work out who did it. There were enough people who knew about it that they're going to find out straight away. I'll see you next time that uh, and the reaction of the people of the town uh, to what Gerund did.